What's up, Salem? This is a podcast where every, the week, every other week we take a look at what's going on in Salem and all things Salem-related. My name is Joe Devine. I'm the assistant town manager here in Salem. And joining me on this journey is Ross Maldoff. How's it going, Ross? Great. Thank you. Good. Uh, today we have Jacob LaFontaine, the planning director from the town of Salem, joining us. Jacob, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Joe. Great. Um, so we asked Jacob to come in today to talk a little bit about the master plan. Um, that was just approved through the budget process and through the town warrant this year. So we kind of wanted to get more of an idea of the master plan and how that relates to the town and what it's going to be used for. So that's what we have here today. Great, Jacob. Could we start by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background <clears throat> and how you got interested in city planning? Absolutely. Um, so my path to planning was maybe a little cir- more circuitous than others. I know my uh, predecessor kind of knew from an early stage that he was interested in planning and wanted to be a town planner. Uh, I didn't quite know until later on. I uh, have a bachelor's degree in political science, and uh, when I moved back to my hometown, which was Milford at the time, I, my focus was a lot on um, local government, and I wanted to become involved in some way with the, uh, the community. I saw a call for candidates for the planning board, and I served on the planning board um, for a few years uh, as an alternate and then uh, ultimately as a regular member. And at that time, I also went back to school. I went back to the um, Carsey School of Public Policy, which was at the University of New Hampshire. And they had a uh, fellowship program through Municipal Management Association in New Hampshire. I partnered with the town of Tilton, and I started to work as a research assistant. And then also they had an open in their land use department. So I started to work as a land use uh, assistant as well. And then this uh, the assistant planner position became available here in Salem and uh, interviewed for that. I had the uh, great privilege of working with Ross for, for three years uh, as assistant planner and uh, early on in, in the tenure as planning director. Uh, nothing's caught fire yet, I don't think, which is good. Um, but I'm about three months, uh, three, three or so months in on that. There is some aspect of your background that you didn't mention that I think is particularly relevant to your work as uh, uh, as a town employee and, and the planning director in Salem. Do you want to tell us about that? Or should we leave the... Uh, no, I'd be uh, You can't leave us in suspense now. I've heard <laughs> this, and I, I don't know, so let's share. go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so those in-between years from when I finished my undergrad till I decided until I decided to go back to school for uh, public administration, I worked in social work. I did about six years in social work, uh, and uh, a lot of direct care, and and Ross was always, uh, I thought that that was valuable, especially with the code compliance. You get a lot, deal with a lot of different personalities, often people who aren't very pleased to to be uh, in those interactions with with um, with us. And I do think it was probably beneficial to have some of that experience prior to starting here in Salem. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that you're finding out that the work that you did with uh, teenagers uh, probably trained you in a way for working with board members. Uh, not that there's... Uh, what, are you, what are you getting at? Well, Ross is retired now, so I guess he can get can, away with saying can, that, but... Yeah, I can say what I want. Jacob, exactly. Um, could you uh, tell us what a master plan is and why it's important for the town of Salem to have one? And Absolutely. So the master plan is a comprehensive plan and docu- document that helps guide... Um, essentially the physical form, the character, uh, and general development in the community. 
it's important to have one, well, one, because it's required by state statute. And if you even want to have a zoning ordinance or a capital improvement program, it's necessary to have uh, a master plan. Um, but it's important because it's essentially fu functions as a roadmap. Um, we often talked about uh, Salem being a grown community, maybe not to the extent it was when you first started in, in the 80s or even prior to that when the highway first came in and we had exponential growth, but we are uh, a growing community and we often talked about what do we wanna be when we grow up. And the master plan's essentially a roadmap to uh, make a statement of where we are now and where we're going and, and kind of how we can get there. Um, the New Hampshire, New Hampshire Municipal Association recommends that you update it every five to 10 years. Ours is, uh, hasn't been comprehensively updated since 2001. We updated it in 2017. Uh, there was a, a revision adopted, but we really are in need of that uh, overall, that comprehensive update to kind of get a direction of where we're going. How, how familiar are you with our master plan? Uh, generally familiar. I mean, I've dug into it. I'm not as familiar as others in this room. <laughs> so I know that a master plan requires two sections, a vision statement and then a land, land use, use section. Yeah. And then there's other sections that are optional, basically. Yeah. Um, what are some of the optional sections that we have in our master plan right now? Yeah, so the state RSA allows you to have up to 17 chapters. And uh, Salem's has 13 chapters. We have a population and housing, economic development, natural resources and conservation, historic resources, recreation. Um, so it's really kind of a broad swath of, of different aspects of the community. We obviously have various stakeholders that are representative, you know, say the Recreation Advisory Committee or the Historic District Commission who would have a vested interest in those particular chapters and maybe have a, a true vision of what they, they see occurring in those chapters. Great, thank you. How is the public gonna be able to participate in the preparation of this plan to guide the future of land use and development in Salem? How, how's the public going to be able to be involved in that? It's a great question because uh, ultimately public participation in the master plan is critical. If, if you don't have public participation, then the master plan is not really that much of a valuable document. You were kind of just going through those motions to, uh, to form the function of completing the master plan. Uh, things have certainly changed, even from 2017 when, when we did an update. And there's a lot more uh, virtual engagement, I think, to our planning board meetings when we went online. Uh, during COVID, we, we did, uh, on occasion, solicit uh, you know, a fair amount of public uh, participation. And we don't typically see that at our uh, physical meetings. A lot of times we're at the nightly meeting room and they'll pan to the crowd and it'll maybe be uh, you know, the applicant and uh, planning board alternate, uh, and, and that's kind of really the extent of it. So I, I think it's important to have different uh, media, so to have, um, you know, a virtual option, uh, to have uh, several um, public meetings where people can drop in at various hours so that it's not maybe just during the work day, so that maybe someone can participate when they get off after 5 p.m. Um, we also will have a steering committee that will be comprised of nine members, and, and three of those members are going to be citizens at large. Um, and I think those, those members will play a critical role. Um, and the steering committee in general will play a critical role to figure out how we can uh, tap into uh, you know, the community members who are, who are going to provide that valuable feedback. Yeah, I think it will be great to see the different techniques now that are available mm -hmm. in the past we used to just have a public meeting we'd invite the public and we started showing the meetings on television and 
I know we had a, a web page with some of the chapters posted on it, the opportunity for people to comment. But I'm sure that all those methods of participation have uh, changed and probably uh, there are a lot of different ways to do that now. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Uh, while we have you, uh, I don't know if you have more questions about the master plan in particular. Uh, just Joe. When did you say the master plan was last updated? So the last time it was comprehensively updated was in 2001. We hired a consultant at that time, and, and they did an entire rewrite of the document. In 2014 or 15, we hired, uh, there were two interns who worked alongside, actually three interns, rather, uh, who worked alongside planning staff and community development staff to update um, the document. But it was really an internal update and not necessarily to the length and Two, uh, no, sorry, three chapters weren't updated, one of those being the land use chapter, which is one of the two required uh, chapters, which would be great to have updated now so we can get an idea for where our zoning ordinance is and, and kind of what we, where we're, sorry, where we want to go, rather. So surrounding the vision side of things, how much or how accurate is our master plan <laughs> to today, the way we look now, as it did 22 years ago when we drafted the original master plan? You know, um, I'd have to take a, a closer look, I guess, specifically the vision chapter. I remember the, taking a look at the 2017 chapter, and it, uh, it first saw, uh, it saw a slow growth model for the town. It saw a population decline. And I think, and this was all prior to, say, Tuscan Village's redevelopment um, or the development of the racetrack. Um, and I think that's a, a huge hole in our master plan. I, I think that Tuscan Village will prove to be a transformational project for this community and the fact that our master plan isn't reflective of that and currently right now and kind of envisions a, a decline in population and maybe uh, in turn decline in development uh, that hasn't proven out to be the case Salem's a grown community and I think uh, it'll continue to grow great so we've been talking with Jacob LaFontaine um, on what's up Salem and we'll be back right after this short break Welcome back to What's Up Salem. I'm Joe Devine, and we're talking to Jacob LaFontaine um, about the master plan for the town of Salem. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Ross because I think he has to wants to jump on something that Jacob <laughs> just said. Yeah. Jacob, what do you see as the time frame for the development of the new master plan? Where, where do you, when do you think that'll be started? When do you think it'll be done? Now that the funding has been approved, I think that we want to kind of move forward uh, the discussion was we do have a, a few members that have been appointed to the steering committee from the zoning board, the conservation commission, the rec advisory commission. We want to round out those appointments. Uh, ideally, that would be done by uh, early June so that we can start to meet. Uh, we would form a request for proposals and it'd be essential for the steering committee to be able to review those requests and make a determination of, because ultimately the consultant's going to work with them. And we want to make sure that they're comfortable with, uh, you know, the consultant that is chosen. So uh, we'll have a uh, call for candidates. I'm sure by the time this airs, we'll have a call for candidates on our website. Um, and by early June, we should have our steering committee, a nine-member steering committee that'll be, uh, you know, will be filled and then we'll move forward with a uh, request for proposal. Great. And you think it'll be done, you know, take a year, you think, or less than that, or so it's not going to be done anytime 
soon, you, you my, think? Yeah, my assumption would be at, at least a year because we want to have that robust uh, public engagement. We don't want to rush the master plan. It hasn't been updated, like I said, comprehensively in over 20 years. So we, we want to do it right. Um, an interesting thing that the charter committee did is they required uh, the master plan to be updated every 10 years after uh, the census. So I think this is, you know, we're in 2023. If we were to adopt it in uh, 2024, I think that would put us on pace uh, to start having those uh, master plan updates every 10 year for the, for the new town charter. Great, thank you. Uh, Who is ultimately responsible for this, um, this master plan? Is it the new town council? Is it the planning board? Is it the zoning board? Or is it the steering committee? Yeah, so ultimately uh, the planning board's responsible for the adoption of the master plan. But I think it's going to be, they'll be heavily dependent on the uh, work of the steering committee. The steering committee is going to kind of be the boots on the grounds. We'll have a, um, a representative from the planning board who will provide feedback to the planning board regularly. Uh, I anticipate uh, that that may be Joe Fioli. Joe Fioli has been a uh, real strong champion of the master plan. He hasn't been appointed yet, but that's uh, kind of what all signs indicate, I think. And I think that he'll be a great resource to bridge that gap uh, from the planning board and the steering committee and to, uh, you know, make sure that the steering committee's ideas are reflective uh, of the planning boards and, and vice versa. Great, thanks. You mentioned uh, Tuscan Village being a transformational project, and I think that's a great word, and I think it's true. And I wondered if you could tell us uh, what's new at Tuscan, what the latest plans are, what you've heard or what you're seeing, what the planning board is looking at. Sure. So every so often we uh, request a schedule of openings at Tuscan, and um, I think the exciting uh, projects that are going to open within the next year or so, are, you know, Shake Shack is under construction. Uh, so several restaurants, Tavern in the Square, Square Friendly Toast, uh, the Tuscan ki Kitchen and the Tuscan Sky Bar should be open within the next year, uh, as well as the Artisan Hotel. That's the, the building right there on the corner that's uh, right near the Beer Garden and Lake Park. And has been under construction for some time. Um, Corsa, which is uh, another large scale um, um, residential development, they'll probably occupy their first phase. Um, and then in terms of, of plans that need planning board review, items that haven't been reviewed, um, Tuscan was before the board in our, our January 25th meeting for a master plan update. They're proposing to add uh, an additional 300 units to the project, and they'd also like to uh, re-implement the entertainment component. I think they're discussing a small concert venue and um, virtual golf, maybe a, another axe-throwing place. Uh, uh, it's just what we need in Salem. Uh, but we only have two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it is exciting to have the entertainment com component come back. I know there was a lot of discussion when uh, that that left during COVID. There were people who called in and they were kind of disappointed. They said that they relocated to the village because they thought it was going to be kind of a um, mixed use uh, development that would have that nighttime uh, atmosphere. And so I think it's exciting to see that return. Um, the additional apartments are, you know, we're, we're currently reviewing those impacts and assessing uh, what it means in terms of traffic and the fiscal impact and our municipal services, uh, but it, they will be before the board, um, I would imagine, within the next couple of months. It's funny, I think a big component there is going to be uh, the restaurants, and we haven't seen a lot of that, although you've got the 
Chick-fil-A and the Chipotle and the Beach Plum and obviously Tuscan Market and Preston. I, I think I remember back in the old days when we didn't have a lot of restaurants in Salem and people were clamoring for better and more restaurants and we were, we were all very excited when the 99s came to town we thought that was <laughs> high quality and it is high quality i'm not making fun of that but uh we were all very excited that the 99s actually came in um on the uh on the corner of veterans parkway so it's funny to see how far we've come from that time from a planner's perspective jacob what do you think if anything salem is missing well so I know and Ross will know better than this, but the, the, the community is always kind of not always because at one point I think we did have a, a downtown village uh, that was in the depot and that over time became kind of um, more strip development like you see along the rest of 28. But I think the community has always uh, desired to have a, a downtown and I do think that uh, Tuscan, you know, will fill that uh, to some extent, you know, the downtown uh, walkable mixed-use development. Um, and I think, I think again, I, I think it can prove to be a transformational project. It's the t- type of project that, uh, if you look back at our master plans, starting in 1962 and then leading up to to now, where well, we undertake another update, um, I think that's something that Salem's lacked and, and something that Salem has desired. Great, thank you. What? Um, tell me, just kind of in general, how is the job going? You've been doing it now for four months or three months or so, and we just have a couple minutes left, but just tell me, how's it going uh, so far? What the good things, yeah. any bad things? Yeah, it's gone very well. Um, you know, it's the, as you know, the, the pace of development in Salem is pretty busy. There's a lot going on, and um, I, I think uh, Salem's had the benefit. Of, they had you for, you know, 40-some-odd years, so I think they were kind of used to having uh, that one individual who could shoulder all the weight. So it's it's been an adjustment, you know. Uh, it's the same pace of work that you and I both had carried on and, and trying to manage that. But I, I was incredibly privileged to work under you for three years to – uh, I couldn't imagine being. He's not your boss anymore. You don't really <laughs> need I, to suck I, up to I know, him. But at this I, point. this no, is this no, is no, no, no. <laughs> we have an arrangement. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's truly how I feel. I mean, Ross was always, uh, you know, you always included me in all aspects of the job. So for me, it, it was immensely helpful because on day one, it wasn't as if I was going in blind. It was uh, every aspect I had been exposed to. Um, I couldn't imagine kind of just walking into this job and um, you know picking it up on day one without that. Uh, you know that background. I had three years to uh, to observe and, and shadow and learn, and and then Elisa obviously is immensely helpful. Uh, she's a great sounding board, and she's a great resource, and she's been here for quite some time. So she's uh, you know kind of helping me uh, trudge through everything. But uh, like I said, nothing's caught fire yet. I don't think so. <laughs> so for somebody who's not familiar with the planning department, can you just explain who Lisa is? Oh, yes. Lisa Wojtosh. Uh, <laughs> did I pronounce that right, Ross? No. Wojtosh. That, that, yeah, that, that was the Voj-tosh. fun part. Yeah. I wanted to hear you yeah, try yeah. to pronounce that name. Yeah, hopefully so. we can edit that out. <laughs> but, um, yes, Lisa is our administrative assistant. She's uh, been with uh, the community development department and, and particularly the planning division for uh, over 10 years, Ross, 10, 12 years. Um, and she's just a great resource. She's been exposed to a lot of aspects of the job and uh, – just a, a great sounding board and 
couldn't ask for a better help. We are very fortunate in <clears throat> building and planning to have some very hardworking people, people that have been there for a long time. They know what they're doing uh, for the administrative assistance, and we're very fortunate uh, to have that. Thank you very much for coming in, Jacob, uh, and telling us about the master plan and a little bit about Tuscan. We really appreciate your time. So if you want any more information on this or any other topic we've discussed, you can go to our website at whatsupsalemnh.com. I'm your host with Joe Devine and with Ross Maldoff, and we want to thank you for listening to What's Up Salem. What's Up Salem is produced by the Town of Salem, New Hampshire, in cooperation with the Salem Community Television and Salem CTE programs. We are your hosts, Ross Maldoff and Joe Devine. Our line recorder today was Katie Mancini, and editor and producer is Nick Donovan. For more information, go to whatsupsalemnh.com or contact us at whatsupsalemnh at gmail.com.